What's up, everybody, and welcome to Frameskip episode 40. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is the coach, Kyle Newman. Good afternoon, good evening. How are you doing, Elijah? I'm not doing too shabby at all. How about yourself? Doing good. I actually had a good day, uh, first day back to school. So just, nice. just preparing for uh, when we have hybrid model where we have some of the kids in the classroom and some at home. So setting up my room so that way when I teach, the kids that are in the room are going to be able to follow along and get the same instruction as the kids at home. So just playing around with my classroom in between nice. teaching. So good day. Getting all set up. Nice. I like it. We also have George Cam Newton Loftus. George, how are you? I'm good. I basically had the same day as coach. I mean, I was incredibly hungover and watched Kung Fu movies and martial arts inspired movies all day, but basically the same if you think about it. I got something for you real quick about Kung Fu movies. <laughs> Hit me. Did, did you watch um, Hidden Tiger? Crouching Tiger, Crouching Hidden Dragon. Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden, Hidden Dragon. Have I, you ever seen that? I have, yeah. And that was actually next on my list because I, I found the, the DVD in my, my brother's room. So I'm ready to right. revisit that classic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the first movie pretty much that came that we got to see in America where they changed the style where they were like floating and and fighting at the same time, right? Were there any others before that? I don't know if they came like contemporarily to the United States, you know, like at the same time or if it was, I mean, I I said, no, there had to be like Sonny Chiba movies that like came like in the 80s and stuff in the 70s and whatnot. Like I, one of the movies I watched today was called, uh, five element ninja and it was incredible it's like one of the greatest movies i think i've ever seen did you watch it on a streaming service or did you have it uh, it's on netflix it's dubbed i think the dub makes the movie it's incredible the action is so campy but also ultra violent but oh man that movie was so good what was the name of it five element ninja all right, I'm going to watch and it. I'm not like I'm not like a huge like kung fu movie expert or whatever. Like I've seen like a couple like The Protector and Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon and like 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Also Netflix has 36 Chamber of Shaolin and Return to the 36 Chamber of Shaolin, which is super fun. But uh it started because Enter the Dragon just appeared on like the front page of my Netflix last night and I was like, "Oh hell yeah. Uh I'm going to watch that tomorrow when my head hurts because the music is very soothing." Because in the 80s, on Saturday afternoon, uh, afternoons when there's no college football and it's like the summer or whatever, we got a lot of Godzilla and Bruce Lee movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I grew up watching that. So I remember the first time I saw um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yep. Yep. I was blown away. I was like, Man, this is amazing. This is some good stuff. So, and I guess there's some of those elements in the new uh, Mulan, which I have the steel book. I just haven't had a chance to watch it. So it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it. My favorite Sonny Chiba film is The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Shut up, Elijah. (laughs) That's my favorite one in the series by far. And I I wish the actor, the main actor, I wish they would have brought him back after Paul Walker's death. Uh, well, he's back in this new one. Because, you know, he's on this one of the CSIs. Um, and I'll watch it every once in a while. It's pretty good. So he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's actually back in this new film, this new Fast and the Furious. 
So I'm um, kind of pumped about that. I man, like I I've talked about this. I have like such a soft spot for like turn of the century Japanese stuff. Like just something about like the art direction about Y2K era is just like so special to me. I just can't for the life of me get into Tokyo Drift. I think that movie's garbage. Like I'll watch it if it's on like TBS or something. But like, man, that is when I'm checking emails. That is when I'm like, oh, I got the the new ad from Target. Yeah, I'll take a look at this. Like, I want to do the least amount of paying attention to that movie than any in the series. I'm going to fall asleep to the soundtrack tonight. I'm including Too Fast, Too Furious. I think Too Fast, Too Furious is a better movie than. Oh, Tokyo that's Drift. the worst one, I think. I know. And it's it's so bad. It's so bad. It's not even remotely good. But I would rather watch that than Tokyo Drift. Por qué? I just can't take that one scene where she's like being super sensitive or vulnerable, just like talking about her family and and just like drifting down the mountain. I just can't. I just can't. (laughs) And like, I understand on paper why that's rad, but I just, I I have such a hard time with that movie. Also, I don't like how they like pulp fiction to the timeline. That makes no sense to me still. Well, they want all of the act because everybody loves. um, Han. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody loves Han. Right. So what could they do? to bring him back in so that's what they could do no i get it but also it's just like man like this this feels like like professional wrestling and i'm not knocking that like i understand like everyone's got like something that they dig and professional wrestling is something a lot of people dig but it's just i love the first movie because it is just like shot for shot a point break remake like it is just (laughs) one to one the same exact movie as point break and i just feel like it created its own type of fun as the series went on, but like I miss it being like that grounded eighties fun, I guess like it became 2010s fun where it just felt like a superhero movie without superheroes. And that's, that's fine, but that's just not nearly as interesting to me as like nineties action movie. But it, it had direction. Once you got to four, it had kind of a direction. So, so here is a fun fact about fast and the furious. Vin Diesel only agreed to do the third movie if he could take creative control of the series from that point on. And that the reason the series has like an overarching story is because of his love for Dungeons and Dragons. He even has his D&D character's name tattooed on his chest. Yeah, that feels right. So it's because of Dungeons and Dragons, his love for like the lore and the story that's built out in his like weekly game that he'd wanted to do that with Fast and the Furious. Yeah. And that's why that that's why he agreed to be in that ending of Tokyo Drift. And that's why he wanted all of the movies to cohesively fit together and had to find a way for Tokyo Drift to fit in that. All right. God, I love Fast and Furious so much. That's Coach, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> okay, so I'm capturing. I hope not Fast and the Furious. No, I'm capturing Paper Mario 64 right now. Um, but I'm also like, I want for this year for... 2021 i want to hone my um wazd skills my keyboard and mouse skills so i'm going through and playing uh for this month i'm going to be playing um uh, republic commando because yeah yeah and i love that game that's one of my favorite games that's a top 10 game for me but it missed the mark on a few things um of course the uh the no co-op and um just not being able to have more weapons you know so the fact that it wasn't co-op and the main console it released on was like had four controller ports right out the bat yeah like it really missed the mark on that i didn't have high-speed internet in high school like was did that game have multiplayer like versus or anything 
I don't remember. Because, you know, like that should have that game should have been what started Horde mode. Like that game was really built for it. Hell yeah. On Geonosis. Oh, my God. Imagine that. I've tried playing it on my computer, but the game plays at like 600 speed and I can't get it to not be that way. So anytime you do like the game is playing in like fast motion and anytime you like go to move the cursor a little bit, the whole thing spins around because it's going in like super fast speed. And like every everyone's like running at you super fast as you're trying to do something like I don't I I can't work with this. It it runs super well on a uh Xbox series. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Or Xbox One. Um super well. So God, that game I played a lot of it in December. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. It is such a and great you know, game. I, I actually reviewed it on my channel. It is. I loved it. Uh, it. Even to this day, it looks amazing. Like mm-hmm. for an early 2000s game. So, and then next month, my next uh, assignment for my keyboard and mouse skills will be the original Quake. Oh, hell yeah. Which, nice. which I'm going to play it sideways or along with uh, on the quest, my uh, Oculus Quest. I'm going to play um quake on my oculus quest too so it's funny you mentioned working on your keyboard and mouse skills because i had absolutely zero keyboard and mouse skills until i put in about 800 hours on player unknown's battlegrounds and then i got not too shabby at playing on keyboard and mouse oh nice PUBG. you know what's funny about that game when when i was out in uh when we were deployed to uh saudi arabia like the the month we got there, everybody was playing PUBG, and then like after one month, everybody went to uh, Fortnite. It was funny. Like everybody switched to Fortnite. Do you think it's because it's like a little bit more like cartoonish and like less realistic? Like yeah, yeah. I think everyone just had more fun. It seemed like everybody was just having fun. I mean, like you go into anybody's office and they have their setup, they have their headphones and. So, but I lost me when I got sniped by a shotgun. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. Well, I mean, honestly, like super realistic violence has been like kind of a turnoff for me lately. Like I've been, I think, pulled towards weird, graphically diverse games that like just don't look realistic. So I'm like, no, like I want something besides the world outside my window right now. And so like I, I can totally see why Fortnite would be appealing to people who are in like a dangerous situation. But it's like. Well, 90% of games are like somehow centered on combat. So if we're going to do like a free to play combat game, what if it was like the cartoonish one that was whimsical and like had a sense of personality that wasn't just like, oh, I've got to kill someone with this ironing board. You know, you just like random stuff like that. Was it crossplay with PC and PS4? I think so. I think it is, yeah. I think that's maybe a reason why also, because a lot of people had PCs and a lot of people yeah. had their PS4s. Yeah, I think I think that was the first, like the first game to go crossplay like that. Yeah. Because I know uh, PUBG didn't get it until a couple months ago. Um, swinging that big epic D everywhere. But uh, Sorry. I, I, I played PUBG when it was more whimsical, less realistic, when uh, our car rolled up a mountain and crushed my one friend <laughs> i'll never forget that day back when it was just glitches galore and did it you was post that on twitter so fun you probably i think i remember you posting something that was funny as hell so there was another one where i was down 
and he got out of the car. Like, he stopped the car and got out of the car and came back to get me. And then the car on its own started backing up and ran over him, and we both died. Just, like, on its own. And it was going so slow, too. But it just managed to do it. God, I love that game. Is there anything else you've been playing this week? That's it. Awesome, awesome. George, how about yourself? I've been still kind of like holiday hangover mode, still seeing a lot of family. And like, I, I see my family a lot, but you know, just we're the only people we really see. So just to get all that social interaction where, you know, it's just constantly, constantly going back and forth between my sister's spots. I can see her. I love her husband. He's awesome. My brother-in-law, I love their kid. I'm, I'm her, her godfather. So like, I'm, I'm very close to my family. So I've been doing that. But recently, I've been playing a lot more Spyro 2. I'm getting close to the Platinum there. Uh, that game is still, like I said, super whimsical, really colorful. And uh, I think I mentioned last time, like it's just it's nice playing this game that I have no nostalgia for. Because I started playing Super Mario All-Stars, like the 3D one. And I had a lot of fun like revisiting Super Mario 64. I still think that's like one of my favorite games of all time. But like after I cleared like the first lobby and like the first Bowser room, I like put the game down and I haven't gone back to it. Whereas like Spyro, a game I've never played, I'm like still really compelled to see what happens in the rest of the game just because I have no memories of it. And I like, I don't know, like, oh, is that the best part of the game? Should I stop playing now? Whereas like with Mario 64, I'm like, that's your favorite part. Like maybe the pyramid level down in the basement, that one's pretty good. But besides that, like you could take a break for right now. You know what helped the PlayStation before basically Final Fantasy, before it exploded? were the demo discs, right? Yeah. And so you got demos of all the games. And I remember seeing Spyro always on one of them demo discs, you know? The good old days, man. Yeah, that's what, I think I told that story about just like my neck permanently at like a 70 degree angle, like looking up at the monitor yeah. at Walmart, you know, just sitting in front of PlayStation because I never had a PlayStation. I eventually would get a PlayStation 2, but I never had the original PlayStation. So that was just like a completely foreign world to me. Like, I only had an N64 and, like, a Sega Genesis. And so, like, I bought every Star Wars game and every Mario game. And that was, like, pretty much all I had on N64 and GoldenEye. Um, but didn't really explore too much outside of, like, licensed properties or first-party titles. Didn't you? Didn't even get the best FPS on N64? Oh, Turok? Perfect Dark. No, I, I never played Perfect Dark as a kid. I tried playing it uh, as part of, like, the Rare Replay. And I'm like, this. I don't really care for this. <laughs> this just feels, like, weird. James Bond, weird golden eye. But like, again, it, that like totally pushes like the end of the century aesthetic that like I, I love so much. So I know I need to go back to Perfect Dark, but um, I've been playing that. And then recently I started playing Star Wars Episode One Racer. And man, yeah. that game was fun. I never I never had that because I never had a never had the expansion pack for my N64 as a kid. Uh, the port seems to be fine. It looks like an actual port with some slightly touched up textures, but like, you know, the FMVs that load before a level just to like contextualize like where you're racing, like that stuff still runs at like 18 frames per second, you know, <laughs> like it's still very choppy FMV and like pre-rendered backgrounds. Uh, the lighting is tough where I just can't tell something's a shadow or something's like a rock or a wall. Um, but besides that, like, man, the game's super fun. The game's pretty addictive and it's it's really well organized the only thing i don't like is that you can't use the d-pad to navigate the menus 
So I'm constantly yeah. going to the wrong area using my analog stick because it is so sensitive. Moving up or down, it can very easily just read it as like a left or right, and then that will just throw off your whole plan. And it's not a big deal. Like that's my biggest complaint about the game. So that means it's a pretty good game. <laughs> so fun fact about that. You can plug in on the Nintendo 64 version. You can plug in two Nintendo 64 controllers and use the analog sticks like Anakin would. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, now, I, I do need to try that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's fully 100%, but that's what people were saying back in the day, that you could plug in two um, Nintendo 64 controllers and, like I said, use the analog uh, sticks to play. That's super cool. That's like the one time where, like, the... I think I still I, I'll defend the three prong controller like I totally understand why they did it. I think it was really smart that they did it that way. But like that makes like that three prong controller makes perfect sense in like the Anakin setup. Like I think that's really cool. So it's like taking advantage of something that was really weird. That's great. Right. I'm a big fan of playing that game, uh, the arcade version, because it's literally uh, just yes. like you're you're in a cockpit and there's the two things you have to use them to race. The two- yep. Yeah, when I was like an edgier kid who I used to hate the prequels, I don't particularly like them. But again, like they're they're kids movies, man. Like who gives a like they're 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 made for children. It's cool. Like it's fine. It's fine. Uh, But like that pod. Love Senate corruption. Yeah. And just, you know, the dispute of intergalactic trade routes. That's exactly what every kid wants to see. Um, But that pod racer game is so good, man. It really is. like that. And like the Star Wars trilogy arcade where like you could control the lightsaber with like the joystick. I still yep. want to track one of those down for my house when I become a multimillionaire. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah, I love that thing so much. They have it at uh, the amusement park nearby. And it's always like, we're going to go in the arcade. I'm like, all right, I'll see you in a bit. I'm going to yeah. try and beat this again. Which one? The uh, uh, Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Episode one racer. I played at the skating rink like 12 years ago. Yeah. God, that game is so good. I'm still, yeah, I'll like, I'll have a couple adult beverages and then I'll just go on Facebook marketplace and just search like time crisis Two arcade cabinet, uh, area 51 arcade cabinet, episode one racer arcade cabinet, just to see. Cause like, there's a surprising amount of arcade cabinets that pop up. Like there was like not quite Virtua cop, but one kind of similar to Virtua cop. And it was like in New Hampshire, but it was only $600. And I'm like, you know, that's not like the worst drive. It's only like four and a half hours to get to New Hampshire from here. I can I can totally do that on like a Saturday. That'll be fine. Um, we had a Nickelrama in uh, San Diego. So this was like towards the end of the Super Nintendo, like, you know, the 90s, right? Before. And uh, so they had all of the original old school you know, your Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga, those were all free, but all the other games were a nickel. And I remember I would go there at least once a month. You know, I'd take my, at the time, my uh, brother-in-laws, because they were in middle school, and we'd just spend hours there. But I remember the first time I played Area 51 with, uh, and I'm a big Aerosmith fan, so to hear Steven Tyler, you know, I thought that was awesome. I used to have that game on my PS1. It they was brought, so fun. They brought the I didn't have this one. Oh yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I didn't have a gun for it yet because I didn't get a gun until later, but I would play that on PS one. That's awesome. I miss that game. So okay. Much. Two, two things I think we talked about recently, bring more light games to not PlayStation VR, but like, let me just use my move controller 
without VR. I don't need VR for that. Like, just yeah. do it. Come on, guys. I want to shoot things. And I can't, I don't have a CRT anymore, so I can't bust up my old, like, Time Crisis 3 on PlayStation 2. So if Nintendo ever went VR, ever, the first game they better do is Duck Hunt. Yeah. Because if they did Duck Hunt VR and, you know, just technically Nintendo has gone VR, you well, can play you can play the entirety of Breath of the Wild in VR. Well, that's a cardboard box around the switch. <laughs> but coach, that is VR. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play like this the whole time. Yeah, I was like, I, oh, don't, not, don't get me wrong. How do they not do Duck Hunt on Wii? How do they not do that, man? Like Link's crossbow training. Yep. Is there anything else you've been playing this week, George? No, not really. Um, but so sorry. That was one thing we talked about recently. Another thing we talked about recently, Coach. You mentioned something about like N64 games being very, very difficult to emulate. Or was that Seth? No, that was me. That was you. I wonder. Like, I know that episode one racer came to other things. Like, it came to Dreamcast also, right? Like, that was probably, like, its best platform. I don't know if it was emulated, but it might have been ported, like, you know, actual code on there. I don't know if it was, um, I don't even know if the Dreamcast is is strong enough or beefy enough to to emulate anything from the Nintendo 64. Okay. Because I'm just looking at, like, this runs really, really well on PlayStation 4. And it's like, I have no idea which code they used or if, if it's right. even just, like, PC code that they just brought up to uh, to PS4. But, like, just I don't know. It's just stuff like this gives me hope that we'll see N64 games on Switch soon. Um, but the thing that bums me out is just, like, seeing... Like, I don't think Nintendo has done a good job of securing, like, third-party Nintendo and Super Nintendo games on Nintendo Switch Online. No, it's pretty much all first-party yeah, and yeah. like there are some really good first party games for N64, but there's also like the, some of the more iconic ones are third party g- games too. So it's just like, yeah. yeah, N64 games would be great, but also like if we're not going to get Goldeneye, you know, like I'm, I'm hopeful that because like Microsoft and Nintendo seem like they've been super chummy lately. So like maybe there's a chance, but that just seems like a big if to sort of like hang your hat on. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just well, brainstorming about that. Right. No, the I get, I get you. If for some miracle reason, we get news that um, there's going to be a Nintendo 64 uh, emulator for the switch because of how well um, Super Mario 64 runs on there, mm-hmm. then hopefully that they'll strike a deal with, um, with rare and we'll be able to put the banjo games on there. Um, you know, all, all the rare games. Yeah. Before they jump ship. Also EA, you own criterion. What the hell are you doing? Make another racer game, make another star Wars racer game. Cause I, I, like, I, I miss F zero so much. I know there's like a little yeah. bit of news about F zero being like the producer saying like, Oh yeah, I, I we, we totally could do that. We think we'd make it very difficult. I think that was like the extent of the news. But like just playing this, I'm like, man, I miss F Zero. F Zero, F Zero GX on GameCube is like borderline perfect, but hard as hell. Oh my, it is impossible. That game's impossible, but it's so much fun to try in that game. I agree. Did you ever play the arcade? No, no, never did. Oh man, that was awesome because you could take your, um, you could take your memory card. Oh, yeah, you take your memory card, and then you know as you race, it'll. put information on it and you could take it back to your game. That's super cool. Yeah. So they had one in Dallas. So when I would, uh, when I was at Fort hood and I'd go up and stay with family, we always went to this, um, 
I don't know if it was a Chuck E. Cheese or it was some pizza place. And they had it and just spent so much money on it just playing it. It was awesome. We talked about I found it really fun. I think we talked about this before too, but like remember how you could like slide cards on like an e-reader on your GBA? Yes. And like I never I did that, but I never did either. But like I understand how that's like super clunky and messy and annoying compared to just being able to download a game. But like how much cooler is that? You know? <laughs> like if you could swipe a card and get like Donkey Kong just to appear on your Switch. How much cooler is that than just downloading Donkey Kong on your Switch and like bringing your memory card to a F Zero spot? Like, yeah, you could probably just like, you know, get a Mountain Dew and enter a code and get the same information or whatever. But like, how much more magical is it that there's just like this thing that exists in the actual real world that you know what it does and you're able to pop in your memory card and then bring it back home? You know, yeah. like there's just something that exists out there for you. And I understand it's not as convenient or as efficient or doesn't like just make as much sense as just downloading a code but man it is just so much cooler it is so much cooler that you could do that i agree as for me what i've been playing this week i'm not going to go too much in detail in two of them yet i started siren uh which the faces are kind of off-putting because i feel like they might be like live action faces on cg people and this was a ps2 game and it's really weird oh. um but also, I started Kingdom Hearts. I'm about seven hours in. What I'll talk more. Uh, Final Mix. Uh, I'll talk more about that once I get further and beat the game. The game I really want to talk about, and this is the first part of one of my goals that we'll talk about then, is I played Simulacra, which I think was originally a phone game. And it was brought to like Steam and console and such. And what it is, is brings up kind of like a a virtual phone and i think on phones it would like take over your phone the game and it brings up this user interface and it has like this girl's picture on it and like there's some emails and text blah blah and this video comes up at the beginning and you watch it and it's the girl and she says something like i can see it staring i can see it in my eyes staring back at me and like the whole gist of this game is to like text her boyfriend and her Tinder date and emails and like through stuff at work all through on her phone to figure out what happened to this girl. And it was really creepy and weird. I have got to hand it to him so far. I only got the bad ending, but I'm going to replay it again here in a couple days to go for the good ending. Mm -hmm. It's a super really weird game but i absolutely adored it i also think i've come to realize i like any game that uh whales interactive puts out even if they're not good i still love them what else did they do uh the bunker uh um the infectious madness of dr decker okay a whole bunch of fmv games gotcha so siren isn't that like a horror like a super scary All right. Um, I I will go more into why I'm playing that when we start our goals because okay. that is part of it. What What are you playing it on? Uh, PS4 on PS4. Okay, that's what I thought because it's part yeah. of PS now, right? Uh, maybe okay. I bought it. Okay. it. It's one of the like PS2 games that they brought to PS4 with trophies and such. Gotcha. And God, the faces look really, really weird. That's the one thing I have to get over. I'm liking the game. <laughs> But the faces 
Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay, mm -mm. I got something for you both. I noticed on my bank account that I got a charge of $27 and something cents through PlayStation. And I haven't had my PS4 hooked up in, in months. So what do you think that is? Because I'm, I don't have, for some reason, it had my card number. So I, I haven't bought anything. I don't know. I, I have to find out. I got to contact. How do I contact them? Because I know they're pain in the butts when it comes to stuff like there, this. There, there's probably, there's a phone number. I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head or anything, but there's a phone number you'll find. Out yeah. of curiosity, I would, yeah, you, I would just log into store.playstation.com and just check out your purchase history and see yeah. like, what was most recently purchased. Because it's, even if it's like what, NHL or like NBA season, like league pass, if you like bought that, because like the season just started, you know, like it's like maybe it's something like that. A recurring debt. Yeah. Well, like I had, I signed up for NHL league pass through my Xbox. And so like I just get charged the month the season starts, which is two months after the season ended. So like I, I should have gotten charged for that in October in like a normal year, but because, you know, basketball just started this past week or, or past like three weeks, like um, I got that charge again. So I get it. Out of curiosity, coach, you didn't get another charge like that like three months ago, did you? I don't know. I have to go back and see. Because like, I want to say twenty seven ninety nine is the price of a three month subscription to PSN or PlayStation Plus. Yeah. That feels but right. I, I haven't had PlayStation Plus in over a year. Or have you and you just don't <laughs> know about it? I could. <laughs> but just like that's the I, I want to say that's the exact price of three months of PlayStation Plus. That feels but right. That's, that's Yeah, might just want to check on that. You might have PlayStation Plus. You don't know it. Okay. Have to this check is a great see. month for it. Grab, uh, grab bug snacks while you can. Grab man eater while you can. Actually, I think Bug Snacks is leaving as of this morning. Oh no! So before we move on, speaking of leaving, where can we go and watch The Office Peacock. in the U.S.? Peacock. Yes. Okay. There, there are two two seasons free, and then the others you have to have a subscription for. I might just get used DVD series. Good luck. This no. I've, I've I've looked the past couple days. Uh, the price has skyrocketed. Oh God! Yeah, that's why last year I bought Parks and Rec. I bought The Office. As soon as they announced it was leaving, I'm like, no, I'm you can not still get up. Parks and Rec for like forty bucks, but The Office everywhere is sold out, and secondhand sellers are selling it for like two hundred bucks. That's ridiculous. Uh, I got mine for like sixty bucks through like Walmart. Like, it just check check your local Walmart store. Well, I go to this place up in Dallas called um, Half Price Books where I go look for vinyl. Um, I also look at used video games like old Pokemon games and, of course, Star Wars books. So, But they have a huge DVD and Blu-ray section. So I'll have to start looking. Ooh, that makes me wonder if I went to FYE at the mall. Maybe they would have. The only thing I don't like about like the complete collection of The Office is like the, it's so bulky. Like a lot of other series, like the Friends series, like the original volumes were like probably this wide because it was just like 10 four disc, you know, like the cardboard that like opened up like accordion style. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so like that was super wide. But then like 
as soon as they did like the complete series, there was like a giant box set, the first one, and then the Blu-ray set is like the size of like two of the original DVD cases. And the office, it's it's like a really nice package, but it's just so big, man. And I'm like, you couldn't you couldn't have taken up a little less space when you did this. So the office on Amazon Prime, um, Prime Video is for like season two, it's eighteen bucks. Uh, it's not bad if you go the digital route. I never thought of yeah. that. No, it's pretty bad. Actually, well, yeah. Well, like, considering I, th- I think you can buy the seasons individually, individually on DVD for like 10 bucks. Well, that and also like the complete collection when it is in stock is like 60 bucks to 70 Yeah, it's bucks. like 60 bucks for Was. nine seasons. When you can find it in stock, not from a secondhand seller. Right. It's like 60 bucks. Yeah. But fellas... I say it's time we move on to the topic of the week, which this week we are going to talk about our gaming goals for the year 2021. I'm sure there's stuff we all want to accomplish this year. And I say, George, why don't you kick us off with some of the goals you have for this year? All right. First things first, I'm on bestbuy.com. They got the complete series of The Office for $47.99. On DVD? On DVD. Uh, what does it say for you? Because for me, it always just says find a store because yeah, it, it's it not does, available online. It and I click on it, store, but I think you can call that store and order it to you from the store. I think you can do that. I feel like I did that for a TV once huh. to get like a specific older model of a Sony that I really wanted. Because uh, I can tell you for a fact, there isn't a copy within 250 miles. Yeah. The nearest one to me is in Brockton, Massachusetts, which uh, isn't great. But, Coach, maybe you'll have better luck being in a, a more metropolitan area. Well, El Paso is in the middle of nowhere, so we have to travel five hours to um, Phoenix and then seven and a half hours to uh, Fort Worth. But it's forty-seven ninety-nine available, unavailable nearby. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang it. All right. Sorry. Sorry for that little detour. Uh, are we doing all of our gaming goals at once? or uh... Yeah, I, I think we'll do them one by one person. All right. So my first goal, I'm at 69 Platinums. <laughs> nice. Waiting for it, yeah. Uh, I want to get over 100. I originally planned on getting to 100 Platinums last year, but like I've never had more time to game, but I've never had less than a desire to game a lot. It, was a, it was a weird year last year, man. I, I, I just couldn't only do video games. I needed... I needed some breaks. Um, I also want to finish one quote classic game per month. Like I feel like I've played a lot of weird things and like a lot of like licensed games because those are, those are always the cheapest ones, the fastest. Like near me growing up, but I'm really bad about like actual classics. Like I've never played Symphony of the Night. I've never played the original Metal Gear Solid. I never played Resident Evil Four. So like there's just like a bunch of like huge things that I miss and like I've tried to go back to, but like I. I'm just assuming I didn't give them the most fair shake. So I, I want to be better about that. Um, I want to really commit to a Magic the Gathering set on Arena. Uh, so I got Ooh. a laptop. They finally brought Magic the Gathering Arena to Mac. I played a little bit, but I never really went like all in on a set. And upcoming, they got a set called Kaldheim, which is like Viking themed. That looks really exciting. They've also got a set coming up. Um, I forget what it's called, but it, it's like, Hogwarts themed almost where like it's like a magic school for, for wizards and whatnot like in the magic universe that's like, cool. that, that one sounds super fun so like I might just like wait for that one and go all in on that one just to, like really see like okay how much do I have to play to like get 
the cards I want to build a competitive deck to like move up in ranks. Like I might actually try ranked play, which I normally just do casual. And then I'll watch a YouTuber do the actual competitive stuff because it's it's like a sport to me at that point. Uh, I also want to play more games that uh, that don't have platinums. I usually put those games off. Uh, but there's some games I want to check out, like Jedi Starfighter. I believe we were talking about that before the podcast. That game doesn't have a plat- yeah, that game doesn't have a platinum. But like, man, like I've, I've got no excuse for not playing it despite no platinum. And uh, my final goal of the year, I want to play every 3D Zelda game from start to finish. Um, Ooh. The only one I know for a fact I finished is Wind Waker. Which is a great game, but also like, man, there's oh, a lot. Oh, man. A it's lot awesome. Yeah. So I want to go. I figure like one that like I would totally count that as like one of my classic games per month. Um, but yeah, like I just I get three quarters away through a game and then I stop and I'm like, I need to see this through. I'm the same way. I get that. So those are those are my goals, boys. What are what do you think? I, and uh, I totally forgot to mention uh, I bought a booster box of Final Fantasy trading card game packs and split them with my best friend. And I managed to pull out the rarest card in the set. It Yay. goes for about 100 bucks, which is more than I paid for the box. Are you going to sell it and then do buy another box and then keep doing it until you can't I'm buy it? Very box? tempted. Very, very tempted too. I mean, those but are also, two, those are super popular videos on a uh, on YouTube. But also, it's Final Fantasy, so it's like I kind of don't want to get rid of it because it's the like the head judge from Final Fantasy twelve. Mm-hmm. Like, he's cool as hell. Yeah, but yeah, forgot to mention that, Coach. What about you? What do you want to accomplish this year? All right. Well, I want to be able to beat some games, plural, right? Some, finish some games. So, um. It was rough at the beginning of the year because I had big plans for Animal Crossing. But then when the pandemic hit, is like I, I just – teachers got the rug flipped out from them, right? Pulled out from them, I guess you could say. So I just didn't have a lot of time to play. I think really the only big game that I beat this year was Jedi Fallen Order, right? Earlier in the year. And I beat that like – in about two weeks. Like I just didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to finish that because it was so amazing. But um, I made a plan during the break on how I'm going to be able to play. Cause I'm still training for triathlons. Uh, I'm going to, my first competitions in April. So I, I still going to be doing that. That's my top priority, but um, I'm going to take each month and I'm going to complete a Nintendo 64 game. except for January because there's really nothing that released and these are anniversary release dates so Paper Mario released February 5th 2001 so this is a 20 year anniversary uh, coming up next month and I'm really tempted to make um, like make it a video series I just want to make sure that it's it's something good that it's not just I'm not doing a trash video, you know? I want to make sure that it's semi-entertaining, but I love creating content, you know? Um, So that's the first thing. So I have this nice long list of all of the release dates of certain games. And uh, there's some, you know, Nintendo 64, yeah, it was a step below of what, you know, Sony did with the PlayStation, but there was still some good games on there. Now, my other goal and this is where i really might start making videos is doing stuff through vr 
Um, I really want to get into the the um, the side of VR where I could install um, Doom, Doom one and two, uh, Quake one and two. Uh, get into those older um, '90s games, but play them on the Quest. You know, and I think that's where I'll start making videos because I know Austin. I've been talking about that, but um, in March. Quake has a, uh, it was released on the Nintendo 64, 24 March, 1998. So what would be cool to do is do a special on Quake on the 64, but also do a video um, on the VR side of Quake, you know? So I'm going to be looking into more VR this year. Um, and then just like I was saying earlier, hone my, uh, keyboard and mouse skills so so this month i'm playing and they're not going to be long games but shooters uh old shooters like um republic commando you know um i want to go through on all the different all three of the difficulty settings and then um next month i'll be playing quake you know just go through all of these old school first person shooters that i never really played back in the day like the original doom doom 2 i really can't wait to play doom 3 um, yeah, you know, just get my just get my hands dirty with those games this year, and just my favorite Doom, and just go back in time and enjoy gaming for what it was. And and my last goal is at least three new AAA titles um, to play and beat. So um, I know Halo for sure is one of them, um, and then the other two we'll see what's out there. Awesome. Sounds very awesome. Something you said uh, reminded me of, I saw this on Twitter the other day. Yeah, a shark can swim better than I can, but I can run faster than it. So we'll have to see which one of us can bicycle better. That's right. <laughs> as soon as you were talking about the triathlon, I'm like, oh, I need to tell him what I, that joke I read. It's great advice. Yeah. But no, those are, those are awesome goals. I love it. And I cannot wait to see what you come up with with them and to hear your thoughts on I mean, like I said, Doom 3, my favorite Doom, hands yeah, it's, down. It's funny, man. My brother-in-law, he, uh, I gave him, like, I had an extra 360, so I just gave it to him. And he had, like, a newborn-ish, like, a year and a half year old who just has, like, the worst sleep schedule ever. Um, so, you know, he'll, like, wake up when she wakes up, try to put her back to bed, and he'll just, like, play games until, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, and then he'll fall asleep, and then, like, uh, his wife will take over. But he's been playing, uh, he's been playing a bunch of Call of Duty games, and he's just like, yeah, like I feel like they're just getting a little too deep in the story and I kind of just want to shoot things. And so for Christmas, I got him like the Doom 3 BFG collection. Nice. Which comes with like one and two. And he's just like, wow, this is like exactly what I needed. Uh, <laughs> I, love I, I did cool. buy I did buy the physical copy on Xbox one of Doom one, two and three. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. So I'll also, be messing around with it on that too. Doom 64 came to uh, those consoles yep. too, right? Yep. And I bought the uh, limited run version of that too. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So I'm still waiting on that. And uh, limited run had some good games this year that I actually yeah. bought. Uh, it, just, it takes I'm like waiting. six to eight months to get it. But yeah, I'm waiting for my uh, copies of Star Wars Episode on Racer for both Switch and PS4 from them. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, I'm kicking myself for not picking it up because when you buy a, a 64 game, it they give you like it's it's solid, but they give you a um, 
cartridge. A cartridge. And it's really cool because I have the Turok 1 and 2. Um, I got those. So, um, like, I also ordered the Game J and Silent Bob Mall Brawl for Switch. But also, downstairs, I have the J and Silent Bob Mall Brawl Collector's Edition, which has the game playable on an NES cartridge. And I just think that's so awesome. Nice. Now, as for my goals for this year, uh, one of the things I want to do is there was this thing going around Twitter on what are five game series you want to actually get into in 2021. So I made it my goal to not just get into them, but play through all of these series. They are Kingdom Hearts, which, as I mentioned, I started the first one. Siren, which there's three games... The second one only came out in uh, Europe and Japan, and I actually have a uh, PAL copy of Siren 2 on its way to me right now. There's no way I can play it, but I want to have it in my hands for my collection. I'm going to see if I can find a way to emulate it. I'm terrible with PS2 emulators. Uh, Fatal Frame, which is another horror series that I, I've wanted to play for so long. I have the fifth one, and... Coach, I actually do want to talk to you then about what I need to do to mod one of my Wii's for the fourth one. Okay. So you have okay, so I have the remake of two on the Wii, right? And that is the I want to say it's the European version. Yes, I believe that came out in Europe and Japan. Yeah, because it didn't come out here. So mm-hmm. I have that one. That was about 80. And those are like I love those. Um there's it's just there's something special with opening up a case and having you know not only the disc but back then even it, it was those we the the manual was oh, I, you know right. i love the manuals and then four is an actual you 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 still have to just buy the game uh the yep. japanese version but mm-hmm. there is a fan created um uh, English translation. So yeah, I'll get with you. And uh, oh, thank you. do you have that one? Not yet. I, I'm going to be getting it. Okay. Um, so what we need to do then is we could plan it January, February, March, but we need to do something cool with that series during um, Halloween. I like, I, I will hold, hold off. Like I'll get them all, but I'll hold off on playing them until around that time. So we can figure something out with it. Right. The other two game series I want to play through is Mass Effect. Woo! We've got, we've yes. got a legendary collection coming. I'm going to play through all four of them. Uh, is it four? Or three? Just com- just commit to three. Just commit to. I'm three. committing to four. I um, really like Andromeda. Like I think I like Andromeda the most on this podcast. Just play the first three, man. Like just. I'm playing. I'm playing the four. I'm playing the entire. You're to, to give you an idea. Can't cash, Elijah. To give you an idea of the checks I'm writing. The last series I want to play through is Shadow Hearts, which I actually, I have the first one right here. It is a horror RPG series for PS2. I recently found out there is a, not not prequel, but there is another game set in this universe on PS1 that this game actually references people and events from that PS1 game in this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to play I'm going to have to get a copy of Kodelka and play through it. No, see, this is the problem with comic books is like, you can always justify like, 
oh, they referenced this story and this story. So I got to go back and read that story to be fully prepared for this story. Like you, you can do that. There's just so much. You can do that so much, man. Come on. Don't, don't, don't hurt yourself with this. This is supposed to be fun. You're going too fast, Elijah. You're, you're, you're putting too much on your plate. Well, you know what? Call me Icarus. Cause I'm going to reach that sun. Oh my God. That was, he died. Elijah or Icarus died. That's exactly what I'm expecting to happen here. <laughs> I mean, what a way to go. 100% honest. What a way to go. But Elijah, don't, like, he died. <laughs> uh, another one of my goals for 2021 is, uh, and this is what I was talking about when I mentioned Simulacra, I want to play an indie game every week. Ooh. I have all I have all these indie games on PC, PS4, Switch, Xbox, PS3, that I've never even touched. So... I may not be able to beat all of them, but I want to try and like play through an indie game every week. Like uh, I've already decided this week I'm going to play through Journey. I can beat that one. Um, I'm going to play through Journey, and that'll be my second one of the year. And when I say week, I mean I'm ending my week on the day we record the podcast. So basically every week I'm going to have a different indie game to talk about. That's sweet. And I'm so excited about this because I've written down a lot of the ones I have, and I'm like, I... I'm I I've never thought about playing this, so yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, Blue Fire, which is an indie game, which I was excited for when they announced it at, towards mm-hmm. the end of uh, last year, like the last I think it was like September, October. Yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, that one I'm really excited for. So um, I know they had a demo on Steam. So and I got to finish really Blue good. Fables. I started Blue Fables last year, but that's one I got to beat this year because it's a fun RPG. Oh, and I forgot to mention, uh, according to how long to beat, I went through those five series, and it'll take me 499 hours. For all four of those series? All five. All five. I mean, that's that's not that bad. That's like a lot of game. But like... Considering there are 10 Kingdom Hearts games. I, oh, you're going to play all of them, not just the main one, two, and three? All of them. Wow. I even have Melody of Memory on that list. If it's Kingdom Hearts, that I makes sense because well, I feel like there's like a Oreo cookie brand that only appeared in Japan, and like really important story stuff happened in the nutritional facts section. Like for like that's how like <laughs> that that s word crazy that series is. I'm trying to it's do better true. for Austin. Um, but uh, I tried setting a goal probably like 2017. I wanted to be a game a week and write about it like on my personal blog. And uh, the only thing I will say is that it, it's I tried to limit the amount of games I wanted to beat just because at a certain point it starts to feel like work. And then if you don't meet your goal, you feel bad because you're like, it's supposed to be fun and it becomes not fun anymore. So I just, yeah, you got a lot of series you can bounce between. So when one series stops becoming fun, exactly. you can bounce to another. So like, just keep that in mind. I don't want like, this is it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be for you. It's supposed to be. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. I'll be like, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on Kingdom Hearts right now. Let's start Shadow Hearts. Yeah. And like I, I can do that. And, I, and that should help with it. Because it's not like, here is one game, or here is like five, here is one series with like 20 games I want to play. No. No. And the last goal I have is I would like to try and grow my Twitch, uh, double it to 600 followers. Ooh. You're at so, 300 uh, right now? Yes. Oh, wow. Nice. So uh, if you're not following me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash local lizard man. Um, actually, the day this comes out, I will be streaming tonight. Probably more siren. 
That so, reminds me, sorry, one of my goals. I want to remember my Twitch password or my Twitch username. <laughs> Every time I see, I'll see like a friend streaming and I'm like, oh man, I wonder what he's up to or she's up to. And I'll try to log into Twitch. And I'm like, like I have it signed. Like I can see it says, remember me. And I'm like, why didn't you remember me guys? Like we had one, you That's had a one great job. game by the way. Yeah. I, I want to platinum it, but it's just, it's another one of those things. Where I'm like, I don't know, man. Like there's, I got yeah, other stuff. Yeah, no, I but like, man, I can never remember my Twitch username. I can never remember my password. I always end up changing it. Like I have to create a new password every time I want to log into Twitch. Cause it just constantly logs me out. I wish it just had like my, I got a MacBook with like the little trackpad up top. It's like, I'm like, can I just use my finger to unlock it? Or like, can I get like a, a message texted to me on my phone? I don't know what it is. Twitch is literally the only service I've ever used where I cannot remember my password. That's great. That's I'm also terrible, why, I don't, great. why I don't watch you stream that much, Elijah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. I get it. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to grow my Twitch. Double it. Uh, because I have, I have a lot of fun doing it. So, but those are my personal gaming goals for this year. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to try all these indies. I'm really excited to... I priced out how much it would cost me to get all these, like, basically all the horror games, because I have all the Kingdom Hearts, and then there's the uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition coming, or whatever it's called, Legendary Trilogy, or whatever. Um, So I'll have to get that. But I priced out how much it'll cost me to get all of the Shadow Hearts, Fatal Frame, and Siren games. And it's not cheap. Meanwhile, I have a $400 PS2 game on the way to my house right now. Which one? Rule of Rose. Never heard of it. <laughs> it is the second most valuable game on the console. It's a horror game made, if I'm not mistaken, it was made by PlayStation, but they didn't bring it out over here. Atlas did. Yeah. Atlas brought it out over here, very limited, and it was banned in England. Wow. For, re- for reasons that the game isn't actually representative of. It's hardcore, man. Um, I'm very, very excited. And it will instantly become the most valuable game in my collection by over three times the second game. Cool. But, yeah, I, I think it, I, I priced it out and it'll cost me like 500 bucks to get all the Fatal Frame, Siren, and uh, Shadow Hearts games. But also, they are horror games so they are a very important piece of my collection because I do want to try and collect every single horror game ever made. I I thought of you the other day because I felt like a baller because I spent 50 bucks on a used Wii game and I did not like doing it. Which one? What game? Silent Hill Shattered Memories. Oh, yeah. Do I have that one? That felt like you a know, game. I'm trying to remember uh, if I have that one. I need to go and hurry up and fully purchase... Um, Maiden in Blackwater, Fatal Frame. Yes. yes, I need to buy that because Nintendo just um, took off a bunch of uh, DSiWare games mm-hmm. without telling anybody. They just mm-hmm. there's no more. So before they start taking other games, I better go get that one. And honestly, uh, last Christmas Eve, I bought a Wii U. I specifically bought it right then and there because. I wanted to just buy Fatal Frame that way I had it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to risk that. Because this was right after, like, all right, Wii Shop is gone. Um, I, no. 
Because there was like I th- I think there's a Castlevania game that disappeared because it was on the like Wii shop. Well, it was the um there was it was the ones that was on the Wii Virtual Console. Um Yeah. What was it? It's cuz there was also a country game and there was a third game in that series where um there were new games but they yeah. were just on the um the, the Wii just on the virtual console. Yeah, what yeah. was that? Oh, there was like there was Castlevania, there was a Contra. Crap, I was really hoping to say that would like make me remember the third one. <laughs> I think it was a shooter. But yeah, I, I don't want to risk that happening to Fatal Frame. So I bought a Wii U last Christmas Eve specifically to be like, all right, I'm getting Fatal Frame. And now I'll be like, okay, let me look at other Wii U stuff I want to play. But yeah, I specifically, I also won a $50 eShop card right after that on a Twitter giveaway, and I used it to buy Fatal Frame. It's the Rebirth series, by the way. Yes. So Castlevania Rebirth. Yeah. Oh, is it a Gal- Galaga? Maybe. It's, I, I think it's like, or, or like um, not, if not Galaga, then like the other side-scrolling shooter, like Defender or something. Gradius? Gradius, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I think that's what I Oh meant. my god, really? I think that's what I meant instead of Defender. I, I love Gradius for the NES so much. But yeah, those are my gaming goals. By oh, the way, I, sorry, it is Gradius. Yeah. Nice. I mean, not nice because it's gone, but yeah. uh, by the way, I do not have shattered memory. Uh, in fact, the most expensive uh, Silent Hill game is Silent Hill Shattered Memories for PS2. It goes for about 170 bucks. Really? Yeah. Man, I just assumed anything PS2 would be less valuable except for like super super rare games like the one you were talking about your uh your atlas game um uh, well no actually like ps2 games are usually more expensive than for any other console that's so weird i just assumed everything sold so well because there was 155 million ps2s i guess you'd be surprised yeah um but- yeah, I want to. That's another. One. I want to organize my game collection this year. Like, I want to. I want to have like a full master list of everything I actually own. Uh, I had one going for a minute, and then I just haven't updated it like in the last like six months, and that's a problem. Uh, there is a wonderful app you should use. Uh, I use it, and as does my friend Nick, who also collects, uh, called GameEye, and it does a very good job of keeping track of everything. Also, like you can just scan the barcode on. Like, I would get all my games together and put these are all complete these mm-hmm. all don't have manual these all don't have a case whatever and then you can just start scanning barcode 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 and put like 10 in a list at a time and just say complete in now i i have like a, a collector's app that i use but i just have not updated it and I've, I've just gotten so drunk since i moved back home and i've just ordered so much random baloney off of ebay that's fair um, the, the one other game I really want to buy, but it's so expensive. And I, I assume I'm going to hate the game. It's also a Wii game. Uh, it's called Fragile Dreams Farewell Ruins of the Moon. It's an X-Seed game. I just remember like seeing a trailer for it like my sophomore year of college and thinking like, oh, that looks interesting. I'll grab it sometime soon. And like that's back when it was like a $14.99 game and then it became like a $30 game and now it's like a $75 game and I'm just not sure if I ever yeah. want to pull the trigger on it. Co- then, complete it goes for $69. Nice. nice. Um, but no, those are, I'm, I'm actually looking up Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, 
Yeah, on Wii Complete goes for 50, on PS2 Complete goes for 175. It's ridiculous. But those are our goals for this year. Fellas, do you have anything else you want to say before we end tonight's episode? Don't forget to pre-order Panzer Dragoon and that that Dark Crystal game from Limited Run. Those pre-orders close soon. Yeah, that Dark Crystal game is fun. I have it. What um, what Panzer Dragoon is it? I think it's the remake of the original, like the Saturn one. Hmm. Yeah, I I think is this the PS4 version right now? Because I know they did Switch earlier. Yeah, it's PS4 now. They never okay. do Xbox, do they? No, they've only ever done PS4, Switch. They did one PS3 game. They're doing PS5 now. PC. They did like they did one Wii U game. I think it was Axiom Verge. I feel like they've done like Turbo Graphics. Though. Like I feel like they do random. Stuff. They they have done the occasional like. No no no. They, I meant they only release them on PS4 or Switch, right? Oh yeah. No no no. No like the they have like released these on like they they've done thirty uh, two X games and such even like they have released thirty two X games on the thirty two X. They recently did all the like Star Wars games. Like they did uh, episode one racer in like a purple N64 cartridge. It's pretty sweet. And like special edition packaging in that. I think coach means for like modern consoles though. Oh, like, for modern like, consoles. Like, like they don't yes. come to Xbox. They just come to switch and PS4. Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay. That's what I yeah, from, yeah. From, I love when they do like the retro stuff. Well, like, I did pick stuff. up uh Shantae on the game boy color because that one was like hundreds of dollars, right? You couldn't find it. It was, yeah. it was unicorn status, right? You just couldn't find it. So Limited Run had it. So I got it for the Switch, but I also got it for the Game Boy Color. So I got two copies of those. They actually had at PAX East this year, they had uh, the Shantae boxes for Game Boy Advance that you could buy for games that didn't come out for Game Boy Advance, but they had boxes you could buy for them, like representing that game on a Game Boy Advance box. It was pretty neat. Yeah, huh. honestly, for my like loose Game Boy Advance games, I've thought about just buying DS cases because they had like the the Game Boy Advance like slot yeah, holder up older. top, and then just like printing off the art, and then just like having that just so I can like organize it and like make it look nice. Actually, yeah, you can go to coverproject.com. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's this neat thing I I found out about, and I'm starting to do too. If you get like the cassette cases and rip out the things in the middle. You can then go, I don't know if it's the same website you mentioned, but you can like get cover art that will fit a, ca- a cassette case. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. That's cool. And then like, I have a thing that holds cassette cases. Yeah. So, so just... I, I just have them all in there of all my loose uh, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance games, Game Boy games. That's it's really sweet. neat. Yeah. Guys, you can find Frameskip on any pod catcher of your choice if there is a the ability to leave a review please do it really helps us out if you have a question send it to bit.ly slash frame skip q i kind of messed up saying it because i started slash and frame at the same time or at frameskip podcast at gmail.com or at frameskip pod on twitter and instagram or on facebook.com slash frameskip pod you can find your hosts, Seth at Seth S. Taylor, me at Loco Lizard Man, Austin at Austin J. Eller, 
George at GB Loftus, and we're never giving this up, Coach at Frameskip Pod. Woo! That's right. He's got the so, only Twitter handle that makes sense, damn it. <laughs> and any anytime now I see Frameskip Pod like something like, What's up, coach? Yep. <laughs> That'd be me. I just got tired of Twitter and all the hate, so I'm like so I just look it's, at video games. It's stuff. just weird because okay. like I I think of you as coach. So like when I opened the Zoom and it was just like Kyle Newman request to join the room. I'm like who the fuck is Kyle Newman? Like it's not a person. <laughs> no, like, it's not a man. <laughs> Thanks everybody, and Frameskip will be back next week with another new episode. But until then, good night, listeners. Good night. Peace.